Maya Erkstein, known for her role as Maggie in Man Seeking Woman, and Anna Conkle, known for her role as Tara, TMI, Millie Izikoff in Rosewood, write and star as uh, seventh graders in the show Pen15 on Hulu. Now, uh, this show was not really known what it was supposed to be, just based off the premise of two 30-year-olds being in middle school. People wondered if this was a sketch show, if possibly it was just going to be a full-on satire. But instead, after the release of season one, it proved to be an honest, comedic show that has heart and garnered critical acclaim. So much so, even season one on Rotten Tomatoes has a 100%, and season two has a 93%. For an overall 96%, it has a 70.9 on IMDb. And it also even was nominated for a Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Writing in a Comedy Series. Now I wanted to ask, in terms of other shows that take place during this time, because I didn't watch the season 2 premiere, such as Middle School and High School, how believable was this show? Um, it was more believable than Wet Hot American Summer, where you kind of had the similar thing with adults playing middle schoolers and also being around a cast that's actual middle schoolers. <laughs> and it, but it's less believable than something like 8th Grade which you saw from Bo Burnham in his yeah. movie. Like, that felt like it was more genuine, I guess. The girls obviously play off stereotypes, and the characters are played for jokes sometimes, but they are re dealing with real issues. And um, you got divorce in there, first loves. Uh, some of the cooler things, I think, were because it takes place in, like, the 90s. Yeah. You get... Um, things from the 90s that you otherwise don't usually see anymore you have like aol aim yeah. um people playing mash which that plays was, a big part in season one aim but go ahead yeah i know it's like his, their best friend or something like anonymously is making a connection with one of them yeah, and they feel Sam. betrayed when they find out mm -hmm. but you know they that was like the beginning i guess of the internet uh At kind of time, messing with rising yeah well, I meant more the kids getting on the online and then parents worrying about whether or not they were speaking to someone like yeah. 40. And, and also trolling and stuff like that. I guess. And then they both have like, bra or one of them has braces, the other one has a retainer in. And it's not like a vis Invisalign. It's like the old timey braces. Uh, and then the PE coach, my favorite part, probably uh, at the very end. Everybody's wearing those t-shirts where you write your name on it, but the school logo's on it as well. And they're running around... Uh, and he has his PE coach name as Mr. T. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The show is based on experiences by both stars of the show. Mm -hmm. It even goes so far as to keep their real first names for their characters. Maya uh, said that she hasn't seen middle school represented in a way that felt authentic and true to her experience, which I can understand because she said it was her experience, but I find it strange because mi like middle school shows and high school shows in broad terms, I feel like try to hit on a ton of different notes. I also feel like lately they've been represented a lot in media. Like, what was yeah. that 90s movie? Maybe it was called 90s movie or something. And then there was, it was with Jonah Hill. Yeah. Um, and then, Oh, the 90s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the 90s. And then wasn't there the uh, movie about, or no, it was a television show that Netflix did that was like VHS or something. Where, oh like, yeah, yeah. I, they I know stuck in about, yeah. a VHS tape at the very beginning of the trailer. It just feels like these shows about people's childhoods. They really like to write about because it's yeah. based on their own lives. And it and it is a good sense of nostalgia, which I I enjoy, but it's also kind of cheap because it's like I feel like everyone you know has experiences from middle school and high school. Well, and they were drawing upon probably the cliche ones, the ones that everyone was gonna 
have some sort of awareness of. Um, something that I wasn't too keen on was the idea that like if the roles were reversed, like gender roles were mm-hmm. reversed, this would probably be looked at a lot less kindly. Yeah. Um, Especially in the finale, but I'll leave you on. We'll get to that later. Well, yeah. Um, they kind of went over the finale in this episode because of the finale of the first season because this was all about this pool party that they were having mm-hmm. and it was during doing the repercussions of that uh, finale. The yeah. girls are basically fawning over this guy named Brant and he doesn't really care that much about them. Yeah, and basically what happened in the finale was uh, they had, like, he kind of... He just touched him up, basically. In a but, closet, yeah. Yeah, but they sort of wanted him to, and then at yeah, the same time... It, but at the same time, they kept on calling it a three-way, so it was just one of those jokes that, like, they didn't understand what was what actual but sexual, like, on, terms yeah. were. Um, but at the same time, I, if that was because the kid who played Brant was actually like a middle schooler and they're adults like if you flip that to a girl who's like I don't know 12 and then you have two guys playing kids it just wouldn't like I just don't see how that works at the end of the show they do this thing they're like well we're now sluts because they're the rumors gotten out they partly because their own fault they kept on talking about it so much throughout the episode um so now they feel really bad but then they were like well brant's a slut too and then the other one's like no um brant's a player and then it was like oh yeah he is uh and that was a good point i guess because it's like the difference in the way that we see um gender in in that type of thing it's a good thing to point out and it has been before but it it doesn't seem as significant because of how old they are. It just felt more like the cringe well, of it. <laughs> yeah, I, and this has been described as a cringe comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that uh, specific storyline, kind of the slut shaming storyline, was an actual experience dealt with by Anna when she was younger. And um, I'm sure plenty of yeah, yeah, women. Yeah. yeah. She had the name Icebox due to an embarrassing event she had with an ice cube. and she oh, felt They like, put that on someone else. Icebox? Yeah, so I really like the side characters. The kids that they cast, they have some deadpan in them, mm-hmm. and they're actually the more entertaining than the main characters to me because the main characters are playing up the jokes right. and, like, screaming and stuff. And they've, and said, they've said for the events they need to make it, like, kind of more outlandish in order to keep the show, you know, sparks. Yeah. But yeah. So one of the characters was dating this kid named Brennan, I think, and uh, she thought that he was obsessed with her, but in reality, he's already moved past her, and he started dating this other girl who has the nickname Icebox, and they gave the reason why, because she, like, stuck, was forced to, or she was, like, teased into sticking an ice cube down her pants, but then everybody kept on saying that she was using it to, like, masturbate or something. Yeah, and that's that's pretty close to what happened, actually, and she felt like the whole entire town uh, kind of turned on her, even her friends, um, in real life, so she said... I was not at all uh, sexual, which was kind of the worst part because I was either slut-shamed by girls or I was kind of fetishized by guys. So that's where the slut-shaming in this episode took place. Yeah, one thing that's odd, too, is that they do look at certain times you're like, oh, yeah, they are just kids. It's only when you see, like, kids also in that perspective. I guess I've been Hollywoodized where I've seen so many kids' shows where it's been played by young adults Mm -hmm. as opposed to... Yeah, the actual Yeah, that age group that it only is when they're both in scenes together that you can really tell that they're, like, so much older. And the show has run into some troubles. As IMD put it, um, the more R-rated scenes they've had to cast body doubles because, you know, the girls are fine. They're both 33. Did they do that for the... Did they... Yeah, did they do that for the... um, uh, closet one? I, I assume so, yeah. Okay. 
The show has also been praised for its realisms with episodes centering around masturbation, middle school sexuality, people having their first period, friendship yeah, dramas, uh, underage drinking and smoking, even doing whippets in a garage at one point. Uh, so you would say that the episode did a good job of making the show awkward because that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah, definitely. And some of the jokes landed and the awkwardness, the grossness, I guess, was heightened by this fact that one of the kids at the pool party at the very beginning of it, like a huge piece of snot just starts coming out of his nose oh. and he realizes it. And the entire episode, he has his hand stuck to his nose because he's trying to stop this the, thing. The entire and episode, he didn't get a tissue or something? <laughs> Well, yeah, because I think it's supposed to be like when you're a kid, you freak out and you just do the first thing that you think to that will stop it. So he's been holding his hand against it. And then at the very end, uh, Brant and the two girls are in that kid's room. And when the mom finds that out, she's like, get out of the here. And you're you still have wet swimsuit. And so like, wasn't that one of the rules? Like they weren't supposed to come in with like a wet swimsuit. Yeah. Um, but then the kid saw what was going on and just was like sick of it. So he like took his nose out and just slammed oh. the bugger against the wall. And it was disgusting. I really, <laughs> I really wish they hadn't had that, but at the same time, I see why it was funny. <laughs> There's a lot of inside jokes with this show. Um, like I said, it was ran by Maya and Anna, but there was also it was also ran by Sam. I'm gonna butcher his last name, Zvibelman. And there's also a character named Sam in the show that Maya ends up getting with at the end of season one, and is like kind of the prime rival uh, throughout the first season. So I find that kind of cool about the show. Also, Maya's mom is played by her actual mom. So that's Maya's mom is played by. They have this scene where she's, like, trying to use Nair, I guess, to make sure that her body's, like, hairless. And she's, like, I, they obviously didn't use that. Right. Um, but, like, they put this stuff all over her body and her mom's there doing it for her, like, mm -hmm. waxing, basically. Yeah, she bought it. Wasn't it, like, in the bathroom, like, in a bathtub? She bought the, the, That scene was awkward. Yeah, <laughs> I would mean, have to imagine. That's why I'm bringing it up. And then uh, one other thing that they did, which you would assume, assume a lot of kids do, is she, like, kissed a mirror. Um, um, yeah, yeah, the, and uh, and a lot of the dialogue between the two main characters, Anna and Maya, are just kind of supporting one another, but also kind of just being rude to everyone else when they're gossiping. Because the whole pool party, they were like, "Yeah, we'll go, but we'll only go for a couple minutes, and uh, if no one cool is there, then we'll leave." And then you see them going crazy, getting ready for this pool party <laughs> because, like, in in their psyche, they really do care about yeah. what everybody thinks about them, right? And yeah. so their ego is very. Uh, so that's why at the very end when they're kind of slut-shamed by this other character. Oh, I know who Sam is now because he ran past it. And I'm yeah, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's why it feels so bad for them. So I can see why the, the show is very simple. It takes like two seconds to understand what's going on. In fact, the previously for an entire season gave me an immediate understanding of everything. Yeah, and, so and the show isn't that long. The first season had 10 episodes and the second season has seven and it's supposed to have a back half. They don't really know when. But. Yeah, but still the depth of it, not not a lot there, but the, the issues that they're bringing up are so common that I think it probably got an audience and critical acclaim because it was not afraid to approach them. Yeah, and, and Maya has said that, like, the reason why season one took place at this dance, the season one finale, was because she bought a dance where she still remembers to this day. She was asked out by a tall middle schooler when she was in middle school, and she ended up dancing on his feet. Hence the finale. So that so they definitely do have experiences in here, and also uh, a scene where um, Anna's parents get divorced mm -hmm. is written basically by her memory of it. Yeah. So that, that I've just seen it represented so many times in TV and, and movies 
or where where that happens and then you hear about it from your own friends too and it's like i it would be interesting if maybe their stories to, to me it was like it's interesting but it would be more interesting if the stories were like something i wouldn't expect right all these kind of follow the same path and i get that's on on, on purpose but right. yeah i think they're going more for like oh a, my favorite no, part go yeah ahead. go ahead well i was just gonna say i think that the shows like these go for more like an independent film making type of vibe where because those are always like kind of almost experimental and especially the show kind of gets really character driven in episode three i learned because that's where they have like this full-on episode with maya and anna and they kind of talk about the parents divorce and it gets really into depth it's really deep there yeah like, more emotional yeah yeah, my favorite part I was gonna say was Brennan, um, the the kind of overweight kid, but at the same time he was dating um, what's her face in the first season, Anna. Anna, yeah. Yeah. Um, he at one point they're talking, and I think Maya is kind of just like, so what are your thoughts on Anna at this point? And he uh, he has this giant Oreo, which he's taken out all the filling from like a bunch of other <laughs> ones. They don't mention it at all in the scene. It's just sitting there in front of him. And as if he's like waiting mm-hmm. for like the perfect time to eat it, yeah. And it's like that is something I can totally see that I did in fourth grade. I think I think I know Everyone's a lot of people did that. that. Everyone yeah, did it, yeah. But it's so like, yeah, that's that they should they should do that forever. <laughs> uh, it's kind of hard to bring this nice question up with a scene like that. But is this show dark at all? Like, can you get a sense of it? Because Erkstein even stated we weren't like, okay, this is going to be a darker season, but we knew the characters had to grow even though they constantly are in seventh grade. And uh, part of that is their deep falls. We took falls in season one, but it was more natively or innocently. Mm-hmm. And you can see where it's going. It will lead there. But the seventh grade aspect of it, they even bring up. They're like, there were a bunch of guys at the pool party going over this magazine that they'd made about weasels. And they were just having a lot of fun with it, as like kids do. And the girls were like, you got to stop doing that. We're we're in seventh grade, and we're almost in eighth grade, and if you keep doing that, you're never going to achieve anything. Well, that's definitely something that, like, you want to act older when you're that age. Well, but you could tell that they were just having fun, and that's why their acting was funnier than the other ones, Mm because they weren't the instigators of that. They were kind of just like, but it's weasels. (laughs) And to me, that was funny. Um, I think of shows a lot like Big Mouth when, like, the slut shaming storyline happened at the end of season two when I think Jay and his I hadn't even thought of Big Mouth, but yeah, it's a good example. And and the weird thing about these shows is that even though they're comedy shows, you can even bring up something like American Vandal kind of in the first season, like, they adopt dark themes, and I don't know why, I mean, yeah. What do you mean American Vandal? How did that adopt a dark theme? Well, like, you learn by the end that the main person who was drawing all the dicks on the car, like, no one liked him. Okay, okay. And, like... I don't think that's that, like, serious. Well, no, I mean, obviously, there I are I mean, the shows. second season yeah. of that show, there was, right, like, no, a no, poop band No, no, something. 100%. Like, there are other shows, I was just kind of, like, trying to look for examples, that definitely adopt dark themes during this time. I don't know why so many shows decide to do that. I get it adds an extra layer, but I don't really understand the whole point of it, I guess. Well, I said it was a simple show, so I guess they have to add the darkness in order to keep it entertaining and also keep the kind of critical acclaim that they're expecting. They, yeah, they don't want to just true. slip and, and turn into a simple comedy or something. I want to know, do you think that shows that focus on actual people's lives can have like a long, successful run? Because I look at stuff like Everybody Hates Chris, which was obviously based on Chris Rock's life. And that did pretty well for the first season. I think it garnered around 5 million views per episode. Like, but I feel like after a certain while, you can't keep it up because you've run out of stories. 
that was more a sitcom though where like every single story didn't really matter that much or add up to anything and this is definitely every week to week matters because if you skip one then you're going to miss part of the background of their characters like they're progressing every week they're growing and it's just going to be interesting as the other kids actually age and they kind of look the same because yeah, they're I wonder, adults already. I wonder if they're going to try and recast it like they did Walt a couple times on Lost or if they'll no, keep the characters. No, of course they'll keep the characters. But more importantly, will they it go year by year? So, like, do they have a plan of them going to college? Because well, that'd be very funny. <laughs> um, it's actually funny you mentioned that. They didn't meet in uh, middle school. They met in college at NYU uh, mm-hmm. when they were studying abroad. So yeah. some people were surprised by that. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, they think that they're going to constantly keep in seventh grade or that middle school vibe. So I wonder how they're going to do that. Well, I don't honestly think that they have a plan long term for the show. Like, I think it's based on maybe going three seasons or so. I don't yeah, think it, I, it would be a long lasting, like 10 year type show. The back half of the uh, episodes were supposed to come out six months. Um, That's like right. The season was split up in two, right? Yeah. So yeah. it was supposed to be 14 episodes when the first season, I believe, was 10. But um, was this COVID related? Main, yeah. One of the main people were like, because of COVID, we're probably going to release the episodes a year from now. And that's a problem because the timeline says they're in the 90s where COVID doesn't have any effect. So yeah. they can't even be in mass or anything when when they're actually doing the film set yeah yeah and uh the show actually was created when both of them were invited to a party um and then maya was it a knew- pool party <laughs> no that would be fine okay. uh but then maya actually knew some of the people from middle school and those feelings resurfaced and that's how the show was created they did a how I met- she- yeah they did a how i met your mother episode like that where they had like they told about people re- retracting back into themselves at a certain point in their lives whenever they meet someone from that time period like lily's character when she met her college friend turned into like a totally different person because she was around her so i wonder how quickly they were able to take that party idea and then turn it into a script and then sell it to a network well apparently they've like been trying to make this show for a long time around four years yeah they're actually 48 or something (laughs) how old are they in real life 33 both of them okay yeah they're Um, in their 30s and they said just a couple of 30 year old middle schoolers playing <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah and both of them have described that they've like failed a lot in hollywood by trying to get like shows passed but this one uh they gave what was described as a hilarious 15 minute presentation and then they also had additional scripts written that they gave to hulu and hulu was like let's do it and they were even to get like some players like awesomeness tv which i remember as just a youtube channel and even the lonely island to help produce the show yeah but to anyone who is watching it seems like a broad city type show or uh, it's always sunny where they just yeah. had this concept and the network was sold on it yeah they probably went around to a few before but you said four years four years and they yeah, didn't give up time yeah so i mean like <laughs> I, I wonder if they thought whether or not they should cast themselves i'm sure that, that was like, like after a, a certain point they were like if we get to a certain age we can't like it just won't actually if they wanted to do what john mulaney and nick kroll did and just go the opposite and like put <laughs> old people makeup on and then like go in and play those middle schoolers that'd be uh, pretty funny too yeah but they get even more critical acclaim it'd be like wow this look is at this. groundbreaking <laughs> yeah yeah um so hulu's been doing some interesting stuff and uh this seems like it's going to be greenlit probably for at least three seasons right i assume so yeah yeah and i again i don't see it going much longer than that because i just think the age they'll age out and also the premise could like get old so you know after a while i don't know uh it seems like they'll always have different people because the room of writers doesn't have to just end at them and i'm sure people have endless amounts of school experience like you know when they wrote skins they used real people's experiences as well except they heighten them up like 
a thousand times. Yeah. They had like twenty year olds writing in the staff though because they wanted the most like. It must have been crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think so. I think it was just fun for them because it was a smaller cast at the time when they first started out. Yeah. All right. So I think we'll cut it there. Uh, thank you for listening to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed. See ya. Bye. Bye.